0: Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super-fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.
1: Hi, welcome to episode 73 of Ask Alex on the OneOuter.com podcast sponsored by America'sCardRoom.com. If you want 27% rate back from America'sCardRoom.com, Simply sign up for your account by using one of the adverts or banners on the oneouter.com homepage. Follow us on Twitter at oneouter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on oneouter.com website and also available via iTunes for free. Just search the One Outer podcast. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, email questions at oneouter.com or tweet them or Facebook them. Email is the preference. Alex how are you today we are getting right into new year spirit now you're getting ready for PCA etc but first thing we need to touch on is last uh show you mentioned you you did a me and deleted 90% of people off of Facebook
2: ah yes oh my god and I'm doing good thank you man for I would <laughs> say thank you for having me on because I, I I'm still amazed anybody listens to me so yeah uh yeah, I deleted 90% of the people on Facebook. I got a, I got all Timothy Ferris, man. I was like, 2016's got to be different. I got to get rid of this information overload, right? So first thing was like, my consulting bit, uh, assassinato coaching is like taking over my life, right? And it's just, which is fine because it play, it pays well and I enjoy the work, but it's not fine when, you know, now you're getting commissioned to write books and uh, you got to find time for that. And you also still have to play poker. And, you know, there's just other things you're interested in. So first thing I had to figure out was like, I got to I got to get uh, Sasson out coaching down to four hours a day. Right. And uh, I got to I, I got I to gotta figure out how I can do my lessons and answer emails as fast as possible and i realized facebook was just this black hole like it just first of all i you know we do that thing where it's like oh you got 1700 people right and it's like i've done some research about like if you make like a social media post uh if if you do a social media post how many people see it and on facebook it's one percent right so like if that sounds amazing to you then okay, yeah, do it, right? But like, it's like 1% of people would actually see whatever I was pitching. Or re- and uh, a personal Facebook account is not supposed to be used in this way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was thinking, I'll just put them on my fan page, and even if I have 100 people there, if I promote it and all 100 see them, I'll, I'll, that'll be more than what I'm getting now, right? And then we got 200 people on there. I was like, fine, I hit my metric, right? And then I was like, okay, time to... Time to delete everybody off of Facebook, right, and move them to the fan page. And, like, I go online and I I look at – so, first off, you want to send a mass message on Facebook. There's no way to do this, right? Uh There's no way to do this like it's actual email, right? So, what I found out is, like, if you hit the letter A, it will show you the first name that has – that starts with A. Yeah, and and (laughs) then you hit enter. And then mm-hmm. uh, it'll enter the name. So literally all you do is just hit the letter A, hit enter times 1,700 with every yeah. letter on the alphabet. And then I felt like a real ass. I sent the email and what it does is open up a group conversation yeah. for 1,700 yeah. <laughs> people. And yeah. like, I sent the email and left the group the second I did, because I'm like, I am not sitting around for this crap. right? Yeah. And then, uh, I I, I don't need my phone to blow up, right? (laughs) uh, Greatest autocorrect the other day. Heated uh, argument with somebody in the battle rap community about something coming up. And he's like, yeah, I'll hit you up. And he was trying to write sell, right? And then it changed it to blowfish. So he was like, I'll hit you up on the blowfish. I was like, this is the greatest autocorrect of my life. Like, I don't know why. Oh, man, you blew up my blowfish. But like, yeah, anyway. Uh, So anyway, I send that. And I start deleting people. Dude, There's no mass deletion anything on Facebook, dude. I know they design it so nobody can ever get away. Right. Like there's no way to export anything, do anything. And I'm deleting these people. And I'm like, I don't even know who 1500 of these people are. I've seen the same like 200 people. And there was like, I got this. Some people I was like, Oh, I am so happy. I'm never gonna have to see you again. Right and stuff like that and it was just it was so amazing the feeling like deleting everybody it was like because i mean uh, okay there was a guy that came on twitch the other night and it was like i'm gonna rape your wife and kill you and stuff like that and it was like oh that's lovely and uh by the way i have no idea who this guy is he could be one of my facebook friends but it's like now that i know everybody on my facebook that's not gonna happen you know it's like I can actually have a personal life on my Facebook without worrying about this. And it was like, yeah, Facebook is really interesting now. I open it up and I go, hey, I was wondering how this dude was doing. Like, in, as opposed to like Gian, Loco Buccini in Italy says, I am losing in this free roll. This sucks. I cannot believe this. Give me help. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I, I'm really liking this low information diet stuff man i i'm such a i'm such a ferris what what'd you call it what ferrisified, ferris-ified. <laughs> there it is. you had to i thought i was i i was trying to set you up to say it triumphantly but you're kind of sheepish about it but yeah <laughs> anyway no it's uh I, I don't know i i just felt really good about it and then yeah i changed my twitter too i was very I was very happy with that. It looks a lot better, and yeah, it's a uh, it's good. I told everybody on Skype I'm not using this affing thing anymore. I have a program that's like Skype. I'm thinking of shifting everything to, and just because, well, it's just it's bizarre because like I get like 20 messages on Skype a day, right? And like, let's say I write a response back, and it takes like 20 seconds. Well, they send three other messages. So it ends up taking, like, 80 seconds, to two minutes. That's four, 40 minutes for 20 – you know what I mean? That's just, like yeah. – that's a lot of time. And it's – I always felt, like, kind of, like – it's not till recently I always felt like, dude, who the hell are you to, like, not respond to people and not – and then I just realized it was, like, well, you know, dude, I don't really have a right to anybody's time. And then I, I I would like to give my time to these people. And it's, like, literally today I'm going to write – Uh, I think it's, uh, I'm going to write five, uh, no, six articles today, right? To come out for the next month. And I'll probably have to write two more later on sometime in this month, right? And it's like, you know, two free articles a week, a Twitch show five times a week, and uh, Ask Alex and stuff like that, if anybody says, I'm not doing enough for them. They can just bite my ass as far as I'm concerned. It's like, here, hold on, hold on. Let me get the machete out. I'll just open my vein and you can drink from it, okay? Like, I'm not doing quite enough for you. Like, I'm sorry about that. But, like, yeah. So, onward and upward. It's a
1: whole thing about Facebook. Like, what's interesting is younger people aren't using Facebook. Yeah,
2: I love that. They're not jumping
1: on it. They're all using, like, uh, WhatsApp and um, Instagram and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I even think Twitter's kind of dying. I right. think that's just becoming a bit of noise, you know, as well. I It's weird how it all, uh, you know, probably in five, ten years, this will all be obsolete. You know, we won't be talking about
2: crazy idea. Twitter
1: and Instagram and stuff like that. <laughs> It'll be something else. and I watched a documentary on Steve Jobs the other night, and it was really interesting he said that it's like new technology just kills the new technology you know what I mean and it just yeah. it's nothing you won't even be able to switch on. He's talking in like the eighties and the nineties. he's like you won't even be able to switch this thing on in ten years because there'll be no software for it and stuff you know it's, it's just like
2: crazy I you won't be able yeah, yeah.
1: to use it and um the thing is I mean I was out the other night like meeting up with a few friends, and um, we were out for a couple of drinks, and it was like we were talking and it came up face one of the guys there I, a friend of mine and he's like a bit of a workaholic like always checking his emails and things and it's all that whole and i'm like y- you don't use busy as a badger like that's not success like you're not that's not what you should be aiming for and everybody's got their own life it's not me to say what you should be it's not what i'm aiming for let's put it that way and um i i sort of like we got talking he was on about facebook and i was like yeah that's why i took everyone like you know, I took you off Facebook. I took this guy off Facebook. He's a friend, you know. And we're, we're, we're out for a drink. And I said, that. you know, I took everyone off Facebook. I said, I took you. And my other friend was up from London for a bit, and I took him off. I said, because I've got your phone number. Yeah. We meet up. It's yeah. like, I don't need to have, like, it's just another channel of distraction. And like you say, nobody goes on Facebook and checks just their messages or whatever. I don't have it on my phone, so I need to log in either through... Safari browser on the iPhone, or I need to actually log in on like my laptop, um, and it's because nobody like it's just a distraction for me. No one goes on and just checks a message. Go okay, I'm on. Yeah. You, you, it, the first thing you see is that news feed, which is like human nature. You scroll through. You might see an article someone's posted, so you click and save that to read later or whatever. And then you've got these like five articles in favorites or Windows on your phone that you're going to read later. And then, you know, you see this person or that, or you read something by someone that you're like, what? why are they writing that? I don't agree with that. You might comment on it thinking, why have I just done that? Now you're going to get messages back, you know. <laughs> and before you checking your messages leads into like what Alex is saying. It's like two, three hours. So it's not even Alex, you know, Mr. Big Time Assassinato Coach. <laughs> his time's worth X amount of dollars. I just think anybody on a – anybody, like just any human using Facebook, Needs to be aware. Now I don't know if it's just like certain personalities. Like some people might just be completely oblivious to it and, and manage to control it and it doesn't annoy them. But I did it two years ago. I think two and a bit years ago. I took everyone off because it started to be an irritant to me and it started to be an issue that I would every day I'd go, "What is this shit? You know, what am I? Reading? What am I doing here?" And I questioned it and then eventually I went, "Well, here's what you do." And I took everyone off and the only people I've got on there are think yeah it's like family and people like alex and a few other guys in vegas and other parts of the world that i don't have maybe like you know uh i'm not going to pick up my phone like call them you know like international rate or whatever so it's a good way to like communicate to them from anywhere all i need is a computer to like if i need to send a message to them or whatever and that's it and then i have the one outer group in the fan page and and even then, I only post really uh, when a new podcast out and stuff, or respond to like you guys' messages that are listening. And I try and use it to my advantage and not let it become. I mean, these people that live their lives through Facebook, it's like you know, going for it. I'm off for a shit. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, it's like, you no, know, it's not as bad as that. But it's like you know, yeah, I'm out for food. I'm doing the, the every. I'm like some of the guys I used to have like friends that guys I actually genuinely like. I didn't like them on Facebook. You know, I was like, this is <laughs> fucked up. It's like, but I say it to their face. I'm like, you're like posting like 15 things a day. It's like, what is, you know? And like, But then you got to say, well, wait, I'm on Facebook to see that. So yeah, what the exactly. Fuck? You know?
2: signed up for the free concert. Yeah, like- yeah. So
1: it's like, right, you know, but yeah, I think definitely information overload is a huge thing facing like everyone. And the people that get on it and are, if, as long as you're at least aware of it, and you try little bits and pieces to like make it streamlined about like what Alex has mentioned, what I've said, like we, we said this earlier in the year and stuff as well, a few times, everyone needs to do it because you, your human brain can only take so much, you know? And if your brain is filled up with just garbage, then you're going to think garbage, you know, yeah, it's that's like really... you are what, you are what your brain eats sort of thing, you know what
2: I mean? The no, it, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like a lot of times I read a book and like, I was reading this book, uh, Essentialism, and then I was doing all this stuff, like low-information diet stuff, and I went back to read the book after, like, five days. and read it, and I couldn't, I couldn't remember anything from the book, right, which is yeah. why I take notes so I can reread it later and then be like, oh, yeah, okay, and then that's usually when I get it. But at the same time, I'd rather read a good book and forget most of it as opposed to read Facebook and retain all of it, you know, and it yeah. – and uh, it, it's just weird to me. Like when you, I go out to dinner now, everybody's on their smartphone and whatever. And I like, I'm like, dude, like we're right here. Like you can talk to me right now. And then, uh, yeah. and there's also like, uh, uh, ah, hell, what was I gonna say? I just, oh, I blocked on my computer one one day. I was just sick of it, right? Because it was like I'd have to go to Facebook for one thing. This is the other reason I deleted everybody on Facebook. I, I would make some posts like, uh, Bernie Sanders looking kind of funny today, right? I need to have his hair sticking up or something, right? And uh, it, it, people would just be like, hey, man, you know what I think about your politics, like manifesto. And then, you know, people arguing and people calling me names and crap. And it was just like, I, I, I got to the point I couldn't say anything I actually believed right? Because whatever I do, and by the way, Barry, like, you know me, I hate everyone. I do not like Republicans, Democrats, anyone I can give, I give, I give it, I make fun of everybody, right? And I don't take any side really in these matters, because I I, I don't know, I don't, I don't watch professional wrestling anymore. I think I'm a little more mature than that. And I I don't believe that uh, politics or CNN or uh, Fox News is telling me the truth and they, they're just I, I, I just couldn't do anything and it was just this time uh, it, it was this huge time waste and you know I just got so sick of you know my quote unquote fans and I really found out the people who bought stuff, the, the people who like sign up for a lesson and like really want to get better at their game, always the kindest, most understanding people, right? The most they're, like you have your views, you have my I have mine, right, and that 's it, and i we 're just moving on from that and uh, but the people that just do nothing that just troll and hate, they never pay for anything will never it 's amazing on Twitch like these people hate me so vehemently, some of these people, and i I turn it on subscribers only, and you know they could pay five bucks and say whatever they want, but they never will. 'Cause I don't know, maybe five bucks is something they don't possess or they just don't want to give five bucks to me or whatever it is, even though Twitch is gonna take most of it. And it's like it, it I, I I was just sick of it and I, I on my computer I blocked everything. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, perma blocked it. Everybody told me I was nuts, right? All of it gone. Everything gone, right? And everybody was like, you're going to regret that. And I was like, in a week, I was like, don't even miss it. Don't even have yeah. it, right? You know, and it's uh, and then my wife bought me a smartphone. I was like, why the hell would you give me this, right? <laughs> like, this is – so it, it's, it's not like I can be like, take this $600 iPhone and throw it in the trash, right, or whatever it was, right? And then, and then like, I had to start – there were a few times, like, on Skype or something, I was trying to figure out this Battle Rap video – and, like, this is a good example because I got to, you know, once in a while they can't hear, uh, like, Canon and uh, uh, the translator couldn't talk to each other, so I would talk on Skype on my phone and, like, you know, just call them up, like, uh, or send, like, a text message with something. And then while I was there, somebody would write me something on Twitter, and I, I would get back to them. And then our, I would get an email from someone, and then eventually, you know, Everybody just thinks, oh, you're available all the time because you have your smartphone. If you don't respond within two hours, they're like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm some information desk that's supposed to be open for free for the rest of my life, right? And nobody is ever thinking about how can I make this easier for Alex, right? They just throw their crap onto me and then expect me to, like, just sort it out and be fine with it. And if I don't get back to everybody, like, right away. And then finally, I just, when I went out, you know, like, at home, I have my, I have everything blocked on my, on my uh, computer. And when I leave, uh, I'll, I'll turn my, I'll, I'll turn my cell phone on airplane mode. And, like, if I need it, I'll turn it off. But if not, I, I, I don't, I don't really care to talk to you. I'm sorry. Like, I, I would rather, I, people never have time to process anymore. Like, you used to, like, people are never, they're so afraid of being bored. Like, they have to, like, just groove and jack off every nerve receptor they have all the time on some clickbait porn BS. And it's like, whatever happened to just sitting and thinking for a second, going over your thoughts? Like, what, what is going on right now in my life? Do it. It, it, it's amazing to me, like, people who play poker and they can do, like, a, do like a strategy review or something like that, a hand history review, will never take note of what's going on in their life. They'll never just spend five minutes to write down what they did that day and then look over the past week and see what they're spending their life on. They'll never, like, process that, but they'll just sit there on Facebook for, like, two and three hours, like, getting offended about things other people said. And going on Twitter wars against people they claim they hate, yet can't seem to stop following and commenting on. And it's, yeah, it just, I I, I think it's a really negative precedent. I I, I mean, like, our parents had to do the, like, my mom would have to, like, yell at me when I was watching TV too much and tell me to go read a book. I I think I'm going to tell my kids, no, you're not on Twitter, no, you're not on Facebook, I'm sorry. Uh, Or you can be on Facebook for 20 minutes a day, that's it. Right and no instant messenger, none of this crap. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I know they're gonna be like, okay, old pops, Fitzgerald, but like it's uh, I I don't know. I just I, I think this crap's dangerous. I think I, everybody is so, like when I was a kid, like I remember, it like you would watch reality TV and you'd be like, what the hell is wrong with these people, right? you be, it was, reality TV was entertaining, because it was essentially just putting dumbasses in a room, and seeing what would happen, right, and I remember the first time they tried to do Big Brother in the States, it was a failure, because the people just got along too well, right, and then, eventually, they just started picking personalities that were just the biggest pricks you could find, and they were, Mm -hmm. and then, that kind of, like, reality TV show, like, polarizing thing made its way into, like, online because online you could be this new person and you could, you know, you could say crap you would never say personally, right? Because you're behind a keyboard and nobody's ever going to come after you. And then now it's, like, translating to the real world. Like, the amount of division between people and the amount of stupidity, like, just utter stupidity, when it comes to the other side is like mind-boggling to me. I was listening to a podcast with Adam Carolla. They had this guy Greg Fitzsimmons on. Greg Fitzsimmons is a very successful comedian, and he is absolutely so stupid when it comes to like the other side. He is a liberal, and that's all he knows. And it was like Trump said, I want an appearance fee to be on – I, I, a, I want an appearance fee to be on uh, one of these debates, right? Which is, I, I don't think is that unreasonable. It's something like the Democratic debate got like 3 million people, and his debates get 16 million. And everybody, he knows everybody's tuning in just in case, you know. Hey, he goes on another one of his racist rants, right? This is his entire campaign strategy, is he just gets spikes of publicity and runs off with it right he spent nothing on his campaign nothing because he knows haters are the new fans right as much as he gets people to hate him that's just going to push the people who hate this intelligentsia like uh this uh leftist mccarthyism so-called political correctness crew they they want to get they want to get them and the more they see them go after trump the more they support him right and he understands that and he gets those spikes and he just wants another spike on Twitter. So he goes, I think I deserve a speaking fee. He knows he's never going to get it. He just, he knows he actually probably does deserve it. And he puts that out there. And then, so anyway, they're listening to the fascist on this show. And uh, he, Trump says, I'm going to donate it to a veteran's charity. And then Fitzsimmon goes, like, hell, he's going to do that. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how dumb you think you, this, how dumb you are right now. Like the guy's going to announce he's going to donate it to a charity and then he's just going to pocket $10 million when he's a multi-billionaire. What is that going to do for his polling numbers? There's nothing Republicans like more than giving to the troops, which is what he likes. And if he pulls out from that, he's going to be out out of that. Right. And then they sit and then he goes and says this one, you're going to love this Barry. If Trump had put the million dollars he got from his father in the 70s in the stock market, he would have been a billionaire today. So really he has made no gain on the on – the, he says this. He says this. Anybody who put a million dollars in the stock market in the 70s and just didn't touch it is a billionaire today. That's what. And you could tell that it had been banding about his liberal friends as long as he could remember, and nobody had gone, get the f*** out of here. How many people do you know who are a billionaire just because they put the money in the market and left it a million dollars? He would be a multi-billionaire. It's just another way to discredit the fact, oh yeah, this guy actually turns a profit, which is something a lot of these people have never been good at. And then the guy goes, if he does donate the money to charity, it's just for the tax write-off. And this is where I'm just slamming my head into the keyboard, because these people have no idea about anything. If you don't... If you get a tax write-off, that means you do not have to pay taxes on money you've given away. It would be pretty unfair if you gave money to orphans and the government showed up and went, hey, why don't you give me 40% on top for money that you've already been taxed on? That would be pretty messed up. You don't get any benefit for a tax write-off. You just don't get penalized further. This, and this is, by the way, this is a liberal. This is someone who probably loved it when Google... Uh, probably loved it when Google Facts posted, conservatives sleep better because they don't worry about the problems of others. And that was a fact Google ran. That was a fact. This is what these people believe. This is what these people believe. This is what they think. Okay? This is how people think these days. Okay? They really think they sleep bad because they're so worried about the world. And yet every study shows liberals spend Less money on charity. Give less time to charitable con- uh, contributions. So it's BS. It's complete BS. And the fact this person always votes for whoever is supposedly going to get make with the handouts doesn't know how a tax write-off works means he has never given to charity in his life. Because the first time you do that, you would have figured it out. You would have gone, oh, this is pretty neat. I don't have to pay taxes on the money I just gave to the Syrian Christians being executed by ISIS. Who, uh, No, the children that are orphaned because their parents were executed by ISIS, which nobody cares about. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about anything that's normal. Nobody's talking about Paris anymore, are they? Nobody's standing <laughs> with the French, are they? Nobody cares about San Bernardino. Nobody cares about terrorism. That's done. It's just something I'm going to get offended about for four days, and then I'm done because I move on because I'm a clickbait porn user. That's all I am. <laughs> like, I'm just a processing jacking-off loser. Anyway, it's, uh, I'm done. Yeah, you yeah, you're all right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all right. This is so much better for all. <laughs> imagine me drunk. This is why I don't drink anymore. Imagine me if I was drinking, what happens when I hear something like that? I just can't process like what? Like, <laughs> uh, don't make me glass, you bu- bruv. But yeah, like, I it's I, I don't I, I just yeah, nobody cares. No, nobody actually cares about anything. Nobody. The numbers say nobody cares about anything. And people are so divided because of this reality TV, social media garbage. It's just everything is because this is the thing that works. You look at the New York Times. I'm not done. You're all going to sit and listen now, all right? Uh, You look at the new. It was something like the 700 most-sent articles of the last year. 563 of them were wildly negative. People love hypocrisy. They love burning something down, and they like anger. That is all that goes into the news media because you know what? Anger inspires action anger inspires you to click more anger inspires you to share it with someone if it makes you sad you're not gonna share it all those pictures like you've seen those pictures of detroit online right have you seen those barry what one okay there's okay there's these huge uh there's these few huge like photo galleries of what detroit looks like now there was a There was a photo gallery that came out in 2009 that was pretty much about the same thing. It got about 17,000 views. It was showing Detroit. Then Time Magazine ran essentially the same thing, and it got 30 million views. And then another site ran about the same thing, and it got 50 million views. What was the difference? The first website that ran it, uh, Nat Geo or whatever it was, put the people in the pictures it showed you pictures of the people being devastated by the by the way who is running detroit anyway uh anyway but moving on uh the, it showed the devastation of detroit and what it was doing to people people don't like that people don't like that they're not going to share that if it makes them sad they're not going to share it but if you look at just devastation of the city that makes you angry that makes you send it to someone so people have figured that out. So all it is is we're looking for hypocrisy and anger. A judge yeah. reopened uh, a sealed uh, – it was the – Bill Cosby just got arraigned, okay, as we're talking about this. Or excuse me, he just got charged, right? And uh, Bill Cosby just got charged, and it's all off of this uh, – uh, a deposition that was unsealed, right? Uh, It was 10 years, a previous judge ruled like as part of the agreement settlement, uh, he already paid out for this, right? Part of it was it was sealed. Well, this woman opened it or not woman, man. I don't know. And he said, uh, whoever it was, I'm going to say it was a he because I'll assume uh, evil does like to emanate from men. And uh, nobody's going to be offended by that. Uh, He said, since Bill Cosby called himself a public moralist. I think it's right that we open this. He said that. He didn't say, I am worried about women being raped. He said he had the, he had the gall to doubt what we say about a certain group of people. And for that reason, I'm going to overturn a decision which will ruin this person's life. Now, I'm not saying Bill Cosby doesn't deserve it. I'm saying that's a pretty bizarre reason that's McCarthy leftism weird crap like just you think different I I love hypocrisy I love stuff that spurs me to anger that's all I read that's all I ingest and that's going to influence influence it's going to influence the greatest judicial decisions made in one of the biggest economies on earth Los Angeles with one of the biggest celebrities we had in the United States the only reason we're going to do justice now is because I want to feel self-righteous about going after the hypocrite, not because I want to save women. It's not mm-hmm. because I want to protect women. It's just I want to feel self-righteous. Everybody is so self-righteous, finding mm-hmm. things that spur them to anger. All right, guys, you all Y'all have a good day. <laughs> I'll talk to you all later.
1: <laughs> I was going to just say, uh, remember you can get Ale- questions to Alex through the Facebook group. LAUGHTER <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyway. Uh listen, let, let's cheer cheer up. Uh you're also in the process of going away to PCA. Yeah. Uh, just now. So you enjoy that once a year. So you going with the fiance again? Uh-huh. Your wife
2: sorry. <laughs> you're married, aren't you? Oh wow, yeah. man. Wow. No yeah, yeah, I'm going with the wife. <laughs> going with the wife. Yep, yep. It's uh yeah, I'm looking I'm uh I gotta get a lot of work done before I head out there, but yeah, sixth to fifteenth I'm just I'm parking my uh my assistant's gonna be living here with the shoddy to protect my property. Yeah. And then uh yeah, man, six of the fifteenth, I'm just not checking my emails. I'm not doing anything, man. I'm just beach and I'm only gonna play the L A P T main, uh which I wanted an entry into and the PCA main, which I want an entry into. And mm. uh that's it, man. I'm not I don't I don't wanna sit inside. Last year I played all the tournaments because my wife is just really, like, so encouraging, right? She was just like, oh, you, you know, you're going to do great. You know, just play. You always do great in the Bahamas. And I, I did, and none of them worked out. And then I went out to the beach one day, and I was like, I wish I was just here every day, man. I just wish – and, yeah, I'm going to tell my – the cool thing about when you've been to a place enough times is you don't have to rush to, like, see everything. You know what yeah. I mean? There's not, like – it. It, it's not like I haven't seen downtown Nassau now six times, right, or mm-hmm. something like that. So I can just be, like, with my wife, like, let's hang out on the beach and read today and then, like, go into the water slides and let's just chill out. We don't have to, like, run anywhere. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, yeah, man, I'm psyched. I can't. I want to be there right now, man. Get me out of this office. <laughs>
1: No, it should be good. To hopefully, you know, I say it as always. I'm not going to say it actually this time and see if see
2: if it we works. actually get yeah
1: yeah yeah, j- yeah yeah jinx? yeah just yeah. Let's I mean just the big
2: good, the big thing lot. is is it's one tournament. It's two tournaments. You know what I mean? People get their like who get their hopes up. To me, that's so absurd. You know what I mean? And it's just it, it's, uh, it's it's like yeah, this te- technically, it's
1: technically technically it's literally like. In the grand scheme, just going and registering for any random tournament online right now and saying I'm going to I should win this.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, this is mine.
1: This yeah, is- it is really, isn't it? I think I think the thing about live game is people think they visualise themselves with a comedy check and the cameras at the end and maybe like winning the tournament, you know. Right. Whereas when you win a tournament online, it's just your balance goes up and so on uh, some networks you get the little trophy thing i think poker used to do that or they still, yeah, do, it. They still or, do Yeah, yeah. You, they still do yeah they still do you know you get the trophy up and I stuff like that yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like people don't visualize that I don't, you know like people visualize like winning like a big live event so i think that's why people feel like yeah this is you know i, I should wait i'm gonna maybe win this and
2: you know yeah i mean it, it's Every time I hear like I I always heard of, you know, like world champions, like a lot of people listen to this podcast, by the way. I used to name a lot more people and then like, uh, you know, I'd go to a live event. It'd be like Joe Hashem or whatever, like, hey, thanks for the words. Something, you know, not like it was Joe Hashem. I'm just using some random guy. Right. And it was just like, oops, like uh, my bad. But like, yeah, there's a lot of like world champions that go like I always visualized it and I knew it was going to happen all I hear is I'm a dumbass when I hear that. Like, cause if you gamble professionally, like, like it, I have a friend who's, uh, he's probably the world's most successful horse batter, Nobody knows who he is. He reached out to me privately and said, if you ever say my name publicly, I'll like shoot you. Right. But he, <laughs> he, he met me when I was like 18, 19. Right. And, uh, he just saw me like doing well at poker and he was dabbling in poker because he's just interested and he. He wanted to guide me, and of course, I totally messed up the relationship because I was a little shit back then. And uh, but he's he's always been a like good friend, right? And like he doesn't just do pick sixes, you know what I mean? He'll do a pick six, which for those of you who don't know, is you pick the exact uh, mm-hmm. it, it ha- the six horses, the exact formation that come in across the f- yeah. finish line. And the forecast. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly hard, right? And it, he, his job is incredibly hard now because it, I mean they have like graphs for like how each horse does on what texture and what weather and after they've traveled however many miles and then you gotta like call guys in the stable and like hey hey tell me if Santa's little helper is doping right or whatever it <laughs> is right and then uh it's just it's a really fascinating business right and then uh yeah he uh uh. He, he'll do a pick six, that's like 5% of his portfolio, right? Because he does believe you have to swing for the fences, right? And uh, But he doesn't depend on it, right? He doesn't think he's going to pay for everything in his estate off of pick sixes. He does bread and butter bets all the time. That's all he does, right? He's never won a pick six in his life. This is probably the most prolific horse better I've ever met. He's never won I mean, this this happens with poker players. I know poker players that have never gotten a Royal Flush. They've played 10 million hands, right? Whereas I've had, like, three of them or something like that. And it just – but, like, if you – it's the same thing as it, in walking in and going, I'm going to get a Royal Flush today. Like, yeah, it's yeah. possibly going to happen, but if you depend on it – and, yeah, you play these tournaments because you satellite in or something like that. You don't play it trying – like – I mean, Daniel Negrano can pl- travel to all these tournaments, and have poker stars pay for it, and he can make a profit. I don't know who the – Dan Harrington, after winning the main event and two other final tables at it, said, like, nobody can make a living at live tournament poker. <laughs> like, if that guy tells you that, you've got to think twice about your, your profession. If this is all you do is play live tournaments, then go home and half-ass online until you get into 300K makeup and they kick you off. But, yeah, all right, guys, now that I've somehow turned a trip to the Bahamas into something negative, let's get into some questions. <laughs> yeah, you spoiled brat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> I am, dude, I am.
1: I really am. Um, all right, let's go questions. First one is from Mark. Uh, hi, I was wondering if you could chat about life tells and their significance for an amateur like myself who sometimes dabbles in the bigger circuit live tournaments that come around in my area, I'm more worried about information I might be giving off as opposed to picking up information from other players.
2: Well, we already discussed live tournaments are unbeatable, so next! No, uh, (laughs) there's a... uh, Live tells... I I think live tells are really played up. You'll know. I always know, like, those... Like, whenever they, like, do the, like, ooh, look at Charlie Sheen, he crossed his leg. That means that he was lying about... Uh, When he told uh, one of the goddesses when he had AIDS, right? And it's like, how the hell do you get that from the guy crossing his leg, right? And it's always like the FBI examiner or something like that. And I was like, you know how you can know all these people are full of it? None of them are poker players. None of them. All of them sees the World Series and a guy holding $10 million. And they go, you know what? Not for me. Like, uh, not for me. I'm supposedly the best in the world at reading people's faces. But no never has done anything about the other reason i believe psychology is garbage is you never uh like every psychologist i've ever asked and i go how many of your colleagues are incompetent they say 70 to 80% every single one and you never see a psychologist winning a poker tournament ever none of them are getting inside other people's heads apparently it just doesn't out and you see a lot of accountants and people are good with numbers. You see a lot of engineers. People are good at just logical uh, left-brain thinking. or Left-brain? No, logical, whatever. I don't care. Anyhow, uh, the tells that really help me, uh, you can get... But you've got to be really careful with this because there's like comfort level tells is always been like really big for me. I can tell when i got you, you know, in like a casual conversation when someone's uncomfortable, right? And I mean, it's usually pretty easy, right? You can even inspire it just by something I like to do, which, you know, uh, the sage Joe Stapleton doesn't quite understand. Uh, but like, I'll like just say something really off, like in a conversation during a hand, because If you make some, like, weird comment and a guy has a really honest reaction to it, that's a really comfortable person, right? I think Brad Booth used to do, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? is what he would say in the middle of a really tense hand. And if the person went, what? Like, he would knew they had it because they're super comfortable. But if you Uh sit there and just go completely silent, now you know the person's a little uncomfortable. Which is why I will, like... You know, people think I just can't shut up. I can play a live tournament for eight hours and not talk to anyone. I can just put on my head. I did that in Florida recently in a tournament I cashed. I just had my headphones on the whole time, and I enjoyed it. And there's uh, because I was at a table with a lot of pros, I wasn't probably going to get off their game, right? But, like, if you can get a – there's a lot of, like, internet pros that go to these tournaments that are really bad with people. And one way you can do it is just, like, get really close to them and, like, gruffly say something. And if they get, like, if they just really tensely look at you, they probably are a little nervous. If they if they kind of get, like, affronted and move back and look, like, natural, they probably uh, have something. If they're scared, they don't have anything, excuse me. They're tense. They're trying not to set you off for a tell. So that's always – the comfort level thing has always been a big thing, but I always tell people be c- careful with this because there was a – uh, Zwan Lu in my hand with her, where I jam like 40x, which is just not something I do that often. I open to like 3x, she made it 8x. I jam 40 big blinds, blind versus blind, which everybody, uh, uh, by the way, everybody, when you see a guy bust out of a tournament, that's usually not the time to go up and tell them you think the play was bad. <laughs> I, I, yeah. like, I, I, I seriously should be allowed to punch you and not be prosecuted in a court of law there was one guy like i got into a taxi and i I was like you want to share a cab with me right guy behind me at pca he was like oh yeah sure right i'm like doing him a favor he gets in he was like what the hell were you thinking right it's like the first thing this guy says to me and i'm you know my my wife like pats my knee because she you you know you've heard me rant now imagine if i'm like dropping the f oh you guys have seen me battle rap i'm not a nice guy but like uh, I, I had to like just I just didn't talk the rest of the, the rest of the taxi ride. Like I, I didn't even respond to him. But it was just I, I couldn't even believe it. But like the reason I did that was I had played uh, with Zwan Liu a lot the day before, and she gave off like her comfort level in a certain way. And there was a few times she had a big hand. Her comfort comfort level was very pronounced and there was one time somebody caught her without a hand and it was very pronounced the other direction that she wasn't comfortable so anyway she 3-bet me and by the way this is the fourth hand I'd opened in this orbit and uh, she, I, I could tell she was uncomfortable right and I was like alright I'm all in and if you watch the replay I don't even look worried right I, I'm, I, I just assumed yeah 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 okay your 3-bet bluff didn't work let's go right? I was almost kind of mad that she was wasting time for like a few seconds. And then she goes, call. And I was like, what? Like, really? And I thought, I thought she has like a seven suit and she just lost her mind. Right. Or something. And she turned over ace queen. I'm like, what are you worried about? <laughs> like, furthermore, why would you three bet if you don't want me to jam? Right. And she like, she turned around and went, God, to somebody, when she saw my hand, I was like, No, 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 you don't get it. Why did you three-bet call if you didn't want me to jam? I don't... You know, you can't be complaining right now, honey. Like, you have to... Like, uh, you know, not that she did anything wrong. The hand was played just fine, but she... And by the way, she could have just been reacting to, oh, crap, like, he probably shouldn't have jammed this, but he still has a really good shot, right? But at the same time, comfort levels will flare up. Like in the tur- in, in tournaments. Right. She could have just been really tense there because it was 13 people left or whatever oh. it was. Right. And then, uh, it doesn't matter. I was drawn dead on the flop. And then, uh, <laughs> a guy tweeted me. It was like, I watched you today on PCA. I learned how to lose to a woman. You're a great coach. I was <laughs> like, wow. Right. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, one of my family members, uh, uh, and one of my family members, like, saw the coverage here and it was like, how did you let yourself, a distant family member, right? How did you let yourself lose to a Chinese person? <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> I like, what year is this? <laughs> like, you people are horrible. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, who uh-huh. says these things? Like, and this is on Twitter and this is. Like, in interpersonal relationships. Like, I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, you should say, why did you do such a stupid play, right? Like, this other stuff... And by the way, nobody on Twitter said that was offensive, by the way. They just went, ha-ha, you know, pile up on Alex. I was like, guys, you're not piling up on me. This is super bad, like, what you're saying. But, like, yeah, anyway. It was... uh, it, it, Like, comfort levels are a big thing. Like, when people... I notice people, when they feel confident, they do a lot of things, like, against gravity. Like, you'll see them, like, it, you got to make sure it's not, like, a posture, right? Because, like, Brad Booth and his fa- – watch Brad Booth versus Phil Ivey when he did his famous bluff on uh, high-stakes poker. He, like, mm. does the, like, trying to, uh, trying to look, like, very confident, like, presenting – Right. you got to make sure it's not that. But if you see like an involuntary like lift of the head or like uh, something like that, lifting the eyebrows or something, a lot of the times that's a a subconscious. That's a very like subconscious, uh, like I'm feeling okay about my hand, whereas people tend to droop a little bit when they uh, when they don't have anything. And uh, uh, what's another like good one? I mean, I'm trying to think. There, there's a lot of different ones. There's, there was one that I always remember. Like look,
1: look under the table at their feet. If their feet if their feet are going, it's like adrenaline. They can't hide that. Ah. They're like they're they're moving their feet, but obviously that's going to be a bit like what are you looking under the table for. It, yeah, well,
2: up, and like adrenaline you know? could be a big bluff or adrenaline. Could
1: be yeah, a big hand. that's
2: I get, that's it. Yeah. I get super excited with a big hand. I I don't really have much register with a big bluff because it's kind of like
1: if you do enough
2: of the equity counts, it's, it's kind of like ah oh, god, this is something I have to do. It's just like shoving ace three with 14 big blinds you're not exactly thrilled to do it but you know it's the right play but a lot of people just you know triple barrel has some like mystique to it so they don't do it another thing i always look for is like who looks at their cards first and then projects whether they're going to fold or not a lot of people thankfully have sped up the action by looking at their hand before it gets to them right but they don't have like a fixed posture that they hold their hand in right or they don't some I've seen guys, like, cap their cards when they're going to play, but don't cap it when they're not. And you can just move up in position every time. If you see three people are just gunning to fold, and especially live, you get a lot of punters who are just, you know, they look like uh, they're look like they about to fold. There was this battle rapper on Twitter the other day going off about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He goes, you know why Charlie Bucket was uh, our what? whatever yeah charlie bucket was poor it was because his mom was singing to brick walls when she was supposed to be washing punters clothes (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty good analysis i never thought of it that way but yeah uh good luck to you
1: okay next question is from steven uh could you discuss side pot action and what i should be thinking about I was playing a hand the other night online. Without boring you, I had king queen and was involved in a three way hand. With one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ahead, I, had, I had king queen and was involved in a three way hand with one player all in. I had position on the other player still with chips. Flop comes king 2 4 rainbow. He bet around half pot, which was 5k. I raced to 12k with top pair queen kicker. He called. Turn came an ace, he bet really weak, which I thought was really weak, like quarter pot, which, eh, uh, but also started levelling myself, maybe he had an ace or even a flop set. I also considered weaker kings, after much thought I folded. Turns out he did have king jack and I would have won, but I think the fact it was a side pot with someone all in was making my thinking more clouded and began levelling myself. Any views?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised you folded because something, a lot of people call just because of, like, curiosity. You know what I mean? They want to see what the guy has. It's one of those things, I don't want to, I I don't want to not, if he bluffed me, I just can't take that because that's some, like, you know, like, someone got one over on me. So I Um, always bluff when there's a side pot. This was, by the way, just, I I was at LAPC about four years back, and there was a guy at my table who was just super intense, obvious satellite winner, looked like he was terrified out of his mind, and uh, there was a side pot of like three big blinds, right, and uh, I see bet the flop, and the guy called, and I could tell he's not calling three barrels, right, and uh, I I see bet because I had like a you know, like two overs and a backdoor draw or something. Like I had a lot of equity versus the side pot, right? And uh, I du- I double-barreled the turn, and uh, he went and called, and I jammed the river, and he folded like I knew he was going to. And one of the reasons I knew he was going to fold is because he gets to see my hand, right? And a lot of people assume you're not going to bluff them because you're going to have to show down your hand, right? And then, well, I kind of want it. I don't show bluffs, but I kind of wanted an excuse to show one, right? So uh, just to show people, like, hey, if, you, if you're if you not going to respect my c vets, I will test you, right? And uh, the side pot was, like, you know, like I, w- I would have fired at it anyway because I picked up, like, a backdoor draw or something on the turn, and then I just jammed the river because I knew the guy was going to fold. The side pot was, like, a decent size. It wasn't huge. Uh I obviously wish I could have gotten the whole pot, but it was still like I, I knew the guy was going to fold the river because it was like a 10K tournament or whatever it was at that time, and most people are just not going to call off 10K with one pair, and the guy just projected he had one pair. He looked visibly very uncomfortable. and uh, So anyway, I turn, over the, I turn over the hand, I show the bluff, and I'm like, haha, right? Like, whatever, right? And then like... There were, like, four quote-unquote really good pros at that time. I don't know where they are now. Uh, Actually, I know one is broke. You know what I mean? But, by the way, this guy was the biggest little. Like, you know what I mean? He'd be like, we'd – I'm not making this up. This is how professional poker players act. If you guys wonder – by the way, I had more joy deleting poker players off my Facebook than any other group. Like, there's – I was, I went in and I was like, I am going to everybody I want to keep up with or somebody I like, you know, shared a beer and a chat with at some point. I'm going to follow or people like I know personally. And then I got to the first five poker players. I was like, I don't think I want to keep everyone I know personally. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go off of this. This guy one time, I'm not making this up. I was like, Hey, you guys want to come, Hey, you want to come to dinner with us? A couple of us are going to whatever it was. Right. And, uh. He was like, who's going? And, I, you know, I said a few names. It was like, uh, you know, Ape Styles, me, or whoever, you know. And then he was like, I'm not sure I'm interested. He was like, the names of the people aren't good enough for you to go to dinner, you little shit. Like, he was <laughs> so anyway, this kid, this kid who was like King Dawn, poker, whatever, right? Because, oh, dear, obviously he's, there's a huge survivorship bias in poker where it's like, this one guy won one tournament, so obviously he's a genius, right? And uh, he, he sees my play and just goes, <laughs> like, you played that so bad. And everybody just nods in agreement at the table, like, dah, 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 dah. our great grand leader said that it was a bad play, it's a bad play. And I was like, I, I, and to, to this day, I'm like, I don't know what was bad about it. I knew the guy was going to, I knew I had a lot of equity versus the side pod, and on the river, I knew the guy didn't call anything for his last 17 big blinds or whatever it was and it was going to give me like 8 10x with the uh, uh with the blinds and annies in there so I'm risking 17x to win 10x or what I excuse me it was better than 17x to win 15x right i mean so the bet needs to work 54% of the time but people don't think of terms in this way but yeah with the side pot because the people get to see your hand they fold a lot more so if you're running a bluff uh th- that can work if you don't want to show a bluff obviously You know, maybe you could shut down on the flop and just not carry out the farce or just bet when you have a ton of equity. Uh, With the side pot, just essentially you have to remember the pot you're going for is bigger if you're trying to bluff someone off. So there's a little more, uh, you can check fold a little bit more. A lot of times guys never set up a check folding range. Uh, wh- whereas they just never check-fold on any flops, so then their c bet becomes 100%. and becomes very easy to float and raise them. Uh, one great time to set it up is when you just don't have enough equity. You don't have that much equity in a hand anyway, and it's really likely the guy who j- gets to see all seven cards uh, for no further money is going to beat you. You can just check-fold there.
1: Okay, so hope that gives you something to think about. Uh, last question, Alex, is from Stefan. Uh, Hi, please can you discuss Zoom Cash? I really feel myself drifting towards this game as I can get so many hands in and I work full time, so it's great for me to stop and start and not affect my game one bit. What are your top three tips for Zoom Cash and similar structured cash games on other networks?
2: Uh, the, the, the big thing, okay, you separate the players on like Zoom. Uh, it, on Zoom poker or anything similar, I'm just going to call it Zoom or Rush poker, whatever, right? Uh, you you got to separate uh, the punters and separate the guys who do it for a living. The guys who do it for a living are very easy to spot. They're playing four tables. They're, they're really just trying to grind for rakeback, and they have very set ranges. They play from everywhere, right? And uh, versus them, I just, less is more. Less pots with them is better. Just playing small pots like if you're gonna defend and a lot of them two X, which is you can call and make a profit from the big blind, but like, you know, you wanna call, not get into the big uh big ass like three betting wars or whatever, unless you're moving up to like uh two fi- uh two fifty five or something like that, right? And uh but like at hundred N L, two hundred N L you just don't need to do these things. And then uh But what you're looking for is to play, like, a decent game versus the good players and, like, just a a game that just minimizes uh, how much you can lose to them. But also, you know, try to have a few tricks for the regs, but, you know, don't go after them. The name of the game a lot of the time here is, like, if you're playing for a living, it's rake back. So the more hands you can see, the better. And if you have a hand that's just kind of marginal versus a good player, I just always pass because you just have limitless hands and there's actually an incentive to see more hands. Uh, but if you get a guy that's a verifiable punter, uh, a, a real, like, loose cannon, and you get a lot of them on uh, stars with, like, uh, China uh, having a few players now. China! as Donald Trump puts it. Yeah. That was good. That was good. China. (laughs) Yeah. I sell, I sell condos for $10 million to China. And then, Yeah. yeah, anyway. Uh, okay. He, uh, like you get one of those guys, those are the guys you're playing all the pots with. And they tend to open early position a lot more because a lot of them play this game because they're like testy and they're impatient. Right. So, if a guy's taking a few seconds to open from early position, he's just going to fold in middle position with his ace nine off or whatever it is, right? But if he gets it under the gun and he has like six, four diamonds and he doesn't have to wait for anything, he, he just might open that because he's thinking, well, they might have already like quick folded already, right? And uh, so versus these guys, you're three bets semi bluffing all the time. If you want to read about that, uh, Google three-bet semi-bluffing poker head rush. It's kind of my treatise on that. Or you can get the webinar series, You Flat Too Much. It's for uh, $60. Uh, that, that Two That years old, and we still get purchases like every week. Like people are really into that one. And uh, it essentially you just got to start three-betting the person a lot more. Uh, like a lot of hands, like King Jack Offsuit is – like, I'll fold that to an under. They're going to raise like nine, to- nine times out of ten if I don't know anything. But, well, ten times out of ten, a lot of the time, if I don't know anything, right? But, like, if you have one of these guys who's like 39.27 raise first in uh, 28%, uh, you know, and you see stuff like six-wear suited and stuff, you got to three-bet and, like, take that to the bank. And if you flop like a king, you know, don't do this pot control crap. He might be calling you with bottom pair like go for three streets and that's where a lot of your money comes from right and uh i've heard a lot of like people you know do the whole like oh open the button more because a lot of times the small blinds already folded and it's like yeah that's true but like uh you know i i i think that's really pennies versus like being able to isolate uh just just being able to get so many hands versus like the bad players and having a limitless number of hands you can continue in tournaments. I don't get this luxury. Like if there's a good player at the table, I can avoid him for a bit, but eventually I'm going to have to deal with him because I only get so many hands. You know, if the table is going to break or like the guys on the other side of the table, I can let it go. But like, I don't get that luxury a lot of the times if the guy's to my left and it doesn't change our positions, it doesn't change anything. You know what I mean? So uh, I would really, I want to play zoom poker now. But America's Card Room is way better. Actually, you get a lot more hands a lot of the times if you'd like 12 table there versus a lot worse opponents. But the Plus ass- 27% V. Yes, sir. 27% <laughs> Rigbacks. So, oh, I forgot that in the last episode. God. Are we, no, we talked about signing up, but I didn't talk about my free giveaway with it. But yeah, uh, uh, the Assassin's HUD also works really well for cash. Like, I, I use it a lot. And it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting it, how well it works in a lot of different situations. Like just being able to see what a guy's opened is just so interesting and uh, how the guys responded and you can play back the hands. And the cool thing is like, let's say you like two table zoom, like you get to the hand, you can like slow down and like watch the hand on a replayer. Like, it'll just be like the last time he was three bet, he did this. You click the play button and it'll go right to that point of the hand on the replayer and show you what the guy did with what hand and you're gonna be like, oh, okay. He check raised folded with like second pair or excuse me, not check raise folded, he check raised called with second pair. So his check raising range is pretty wide here. I don't have to worry about just it being sets. Okay. I call. Whereas, you know, before it'd be like check raise thirteen percent. It's like, okay. Like <laughs> helpful maybe a little, but not super helpful. So I would really, uh, I, I think those are my best tips as far as like zoom poker. That's always, I always do really well in the zoom poker tournaments, but in the geniusness of poker stars, they're like, well, if some speed is really good, a lot of speed must be better. So it's a turbo zoom hyper turbo. And it's like, sweet. Like my favorite event of the year used to be like full stack, regular speed levels, uh, zoom poker and that just doesn't exist anymore uh in tournament formats but i always get deep in them and i think it's just because i'm trying to see more hands than the other guy uh that's really your biggest edge is being able to lengthen the levels in tournament poker uh just by seeing more hands and uh just going after those early position raisers that open way too much that's uh if you guys want to if you guys uh want to get a deal on uh well, actually, uh, well, we, yeah, we have those videos up, but we have one. Uh, I got, I, I won a. oh yeah. Like in the W coop, like last year, I won a zoom poker tournament, like the W coop second chance scoop, uh, zoom poker tournament. And like those videos are just nuts. Right. We're just re-raising everybody always. And like, I love it because every hand is action. Right. And I just, I really wish there was more of those tournaments, but you know, uh, Hyper turbo speed, uh, zoom once a year. There you go, and then yeah, But you know keep keep doing those bounty builders. Everybody, the 97 people <laughs> that sign up for that on a Sunday seem really into it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway.
1: Okay, that's all the questions we got for this episode. Uh, keep your questions coming in for Alex on the next show. Questions at oneout.com. Email them in. Alex, winded you up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, wound you up rather and l- letting you go
2: all right and uh you guys check me out on uh a twitter at the assassinato and if you guys sign up for america's card room through our link there's no bonus card or anything you just click through and you get 27 percent back if you do that write us at uh assassinato gmail at gmail.com tell us your sign in name uh screen name Email address, and once we verify that you deposited, you get a free copy of You Flat Too Much Dissecting the Dog Bet. That's a check race fool or why Pasek is right. Absolutely free. And uh, uh, absol- absolutely free, you'll get one of those It's just like my thanks to you. Be sure to check out twitch.tv slash theassassinato. Uh, be sure to favorite that so you get an email notification every time we stream. Doing a lot of regular shows, if you like the rants here. And apparently we got 100,000 downloads on this, so apparently some of you guys like the rants. And uh, if you like the rants, there's more ranting and poker action. When I somehow bumble my way into a final table, I, I do really hammer on the strategy. There's strategy throughout, but obviously when you're short-handed, it gets way more intense. And that, those are really fun. If you subscribe, you can watch like me win the iPoker Major, win the LAPT Bahamas package, when the PCA package, etc. you can, you can see how it's done. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out that show. We're also giving away 20 and $40 bankrolls on different sites uh, through the fine people of poker tube on that site. So be sure to check it out and uh, be sure to sign up for the newsletter at pokerheadrush.com and get free strategy articles every Thursday. You'll get them weeks before anyone else gets them. Uh, I think the strategy article I was about to run, on poker head rush today uh the subscribers uh i mean the newsletter subscribers got a month ago so yeah if you want to get if you want to get that stuff before everybody else just delivered right to your smartphone or computer uh just go ahead and sign up for that that's also just cool because it lets you know whatever giveaways we're doing or whatever is going on and uh yeah be sure to check out pokerheadrush.com for all the trip reports blogs strategy articles battle rap uh you know all, all that good stuff it's just like the directory for everything and uh uh yeah i think uh I think that's about it tell Tell everybody about this podcast. I have so many damn plugs, man. I never know any what you know like I never could remember them all it's just insane how many of them and uh the Sassinato socks are going to be coming out shortly, so you know <laughs> keep keep an eye out for those. I don't know. What, 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 what else am I forgetting? I don't, I don't know. Check it out. Uh, we got everything out. Oh, oh, use go to Card. This is brought to you by Card Runners. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting one. Uh, CardRunners.com. If you guys want to see a lot of really intense strategy content, like just me really breaking it down, like uh, I do for, like what I do on this show for a good 10 and a half minutes when I'm not ranting, uh, <laughs> if you want that, uh, if you just want hours of that me, like, breaking down, like, entire tournament series, how they were played, like, huge deep runs and hands at using Cardrunners EV, Flopzilla, every tool out there, uh, sign up for Cardrunners.com. Use promo code FREEMONTH, all capital letters, to get two months access to 2,000-plus videos for just $30, and then only $30 a month after that. And that's it, guys. And if you want Alex just breaking down, <laughs>
1: uh, then... <laughs> Then, then just listen to the next
2: episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good luck and good luck in PCA from me, and I'm sure on behalf of all the listeners. And hopefully, you've got some good stories and stuff to speak about. I'm not going to say what I used to say, so just yeah, let, yeah. Let's, let's,
2: let's see what happens. Let's,
1: let's see what happens. what
2: happens. Let's have
1: fun yeah. with it. Yeah, let's let's see what happens. All right, good luck and uh, keep your questions coming in for next show. Until then,
0: cheers. Cheers. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.